Ciao, buongiorno, how you going? Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're from in the world. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Chat with Matt. On today's episode, we've got Zach Mobius. Now, Zach Mobius is a systems and operations expert. Yeah, Zach, you heard me, brother. You are an expert, mate. Zachy came from the corporate world. He was working for Uber and Uber Eats, and that's where he got the reps in. He got the reps in, learned everything he knows, and before eventually coming out with his own product called Biz in a Box. Biz in a Box just makes life easier for nutrition coaches and coaches. As we know, systems and operations can get overwhelming, and um, it's just a matter of building out a system, something that's going to help you and your clients and kind of keep track of everything. So Zach's done well there. He's um, always innovating, bringing out new products. So definitely give him a follow, guys. I uh, really enjoyed this one. Um, Zach, you really dove into how you got to be in love with your customers. You need to be passionate about what you do. You need to really be connected to your client. And that was one of the problems he found in the corporate world, that he didn't have that engagement and connection with his clients. So that got him into nutrition coaching where he stayed there for a bit. And then from nutrition coaching, he kind of found the problem in the market and uh, he acted on it. So, guys, I definitely think you'll get a lot from this episode. Like always, if you can subscribe to the podcast, if you get any value, you know, tell a friend, pay the fee, guys. It's free. If you can help me out, I really appreciate it. Give Zachy a follow. And as always, leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple. We've got 15 at the moment. We're banging them out, guys. So, Share it with a friend, and uh, yeah, as always, if you want to connect with me, it's Move With Matt on Instagram and Facebook, and Matthew Manker at movewithmatt.com.au. I've also got my free private Facebook group, the Move With Matt system. I'll link it in the bio. All right, guys, enjoy the show. That sounds good, man. Uh, I'm here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, grew up in Southern California, beautiful uh, sandy beaches, and uh was there until 14. I think when I was in San Diego, um, had something really interesting happen to me in the sense that when I was 13, I seized, coded, got brought back to life, um, and had viral meningitis and was like not supposed to make it. Wow. Um, and I think that really put me on the path to where I am now, um, in the sense that I, it gave me a new lease on life and a new purpose. Um, I didn't figure out that purpose until much later in life. Um, but it kind of put me in the sense of like, I'm here for a reason. Uh, I'm here to help people. And then from there, I, I kind of just went and checked the boxes, um, went to university here, went to a good school in the University of Tennessee, uh, had a slew of pretty sweet corporate jobs. Um, the last of which was doing global strategy and operations for Uber and Uber Eats. Um, and kind of just had an epiphany one day that I really enjoyed the work I was doing, but I didn't feel that I was connected with the people I was doing it with. Um, and it was really interesting. I was writing a post about this right now. I think one of the biggest things you have to get right in business is you really have to be in love with your customer. Um, you have to be the one that's constantly obsessing over like, how do I solve their problem? Like thinking about it at night, like jumping out of bed and writing notes down, really like getting in their mind and think like, how do I make this person's life better? Um, and I can't say that I had that when I was working in corporate, uh, I was doing really cool stuff. I got to work on like really high level deals um, and advance the strategy of like a huge company a long way. But I was never really connected with the person using it. Um, and that's kind of how I got into coaching. Uh, I was a little burned out working and I'd always had like a deep passion for health and fitness. Uh, I looked at all the doctors that had helped me 
Um, so many people along the way had been there to like put their hand out when I was down. And I kind of looked at coaching as my way to give back to that. Yeah. Um, when just I was going, going back, through. Just going back to the corporate, man, what's, um, what's something you learned from him working for Uber Eats? It, it was working for Uber Eats at the time. I think the biggest thing is speed is the largest advantage you'll ever have in business. Um, I think business like successful businesses are made on their ability to make a decision, like act on that decision, iterate and get feedback and keep doing that. Yeah. Um, like their loop of being able to put things into creation, which is kind of like the definition of power. Um, like as I think social, like it will be, that would be like an omnipotent being, but like the faster you can do as a person of like, I make a decision, like I make a decision. I decide this is the right decision. I put that in action. I test it. I get feedback on it. Uh, was the biggest thing there. Like you, you were just surrounded by a culture of like break shit, move shit, like get stuff going and you're constantly iterating and going. And so like your rate of production is just so high. Like I, I'd come from a, a government company before where like it was kind of like make a decision, review it with 18 people, sit on it, pass it through the red tape. Yeah. And we were able to get more done at Uber in like a week than I had done in like six months of my old job. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's kind of like Tim Grover when he was uh, coaching Michael Jordan. And he yep. said, mate, just don't think. Just do it's it. Why, it, like, which is crazy because I think if you look at I me, mean, like you're, you're a guy who loves athletes. Like if you look at the greatest professional athletes, like they're not thinking. Like yeah. they're just doing. I think for, for you to make a decision, like a cognitive decision of what you're going to do on the sports field like that, you would miss every time. Yeah. But if you can kind of ingrain these habits to where like you're able to see something, make a decision and move, like that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Thinking, thinking's a distraction, a distraction, mate. So, yeah. <laughs> um, now, Zachy, fast forward to health and fitness, mate. So, what yep. happened there? You got started coaching people, nutrition. Yeah. So, got started coaching people. Uh, had I think ten or twelve uh, at my max, and then went to a conference with Jason Phillips, both of our mentors, um, and just saw that there was a really big gap in the knowledge for coaches on how to run a successful business. I think a lot of coaches had come from this area of like, you start as a passion project. Uh, you really love the people you're helping. Like you can't wait to tell them everything about macros, calories, nutrition, like really just kind of like speak your language to them. Um, but these same people really struggled with like, how do I run a business that is efficient? How to run a business that's productive. Um, and you can kind of see them just getting caught in the chaos and overwhelm running a business. Yeah. Um, Cause if you, if you don't know what you're doing, it's kind of like you're out to sea without a paddle. Uh, and like every day you're just trying to keep your head above water where I think like, if you know how your business works and it becomes like, you take it away from being this like business black box to understanding all the core components and pieces, you're able to like build that out and thrive versus like always just trying to survive. So I kind of saw that as being a big need, uh, and going back to being passionate about your user base. Um, I have always been passionate about like the scale of helping people. I think like that was the cool thing about Uber is like, you just like impact is so wide. And I kind of looked at it as if I can help these people who are helping other people, that will spread my impact significantly more than me just helping people one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So what was that next step you took, Zach? So you got out of nutrition, got out yep. of health, focused on building, using a box, yeah? That was it for Yeah, so the, the next step was to focus on building a product for coaches. Um, which is really cool because it was my first foray into building like products on like the non-corporate side. Um, so it kind of went through like the product, like the product life cycle of like talking to people, seeing what they want, trying to identify the gaps in the industry and then building up stuff around that. 
Um, the big thing there was how do you build up systems to make it easier to run your business? Uh, so many coaches were just like calling up their friends and be like, Hey, and like there was really no organization or structure to it. So you would have someone who could only take on 20 plus clients and felt super overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so I looked at that and just said like from a baseline, how do we streamline that? Uh, and how do we make it? So like, I mean, you just get on the phone. It's really easy to see from a user standpoint, how my progress is it's easy. It's easy to coach them. And the more efficient you can make the coaching, like the better it gets. Um, to be honest, I was reflecting on that today and it, it was ironic because I told you like the biggest thing I learned at Uber is to like move fast and get stuff out. Yep. But I kind of viewed my own product as being quote unquote like special. Yep. So I was constantly trying to tweak it and iterate it um, where I like, I kind of like violated my own cardinal rule of just getting it out in front of people. Yeah. You're trying to perfect it. Yep. And it, it, anytime you're trying to perfect it, um, you're just, it's never going to be the way you want. I heard like a great line today um, from one of the guys who's a partner at Y Combinator. Um, they're a startup incubator, one of the most successful startup incubators in SF. And he was just like, quit thinking that your shit is special. And he was like, if you think your shit's special, then you're going to constantly want to like protect it from the world and tweak it, iterate it. And he was like, it's never going to see the light of day. He was like, if you understand that your first product, your MVP, uh, is going to be shit and the purpose is to get feedback on it. He was like, you're going to treat it like something you want to get out into the world and test rather than something you want to shield from the world. So it's perfect. I love that, man. And it, it always comes back to solving problems. eh? just helping yep. people. It was Alex Hormozzi just going back to Hormozzi. We we're talking a bit about him before, man. He's like, he works with gym owners and he's like, man, everyone's saying, you know, I get the best results. I get fat loss. And he goes, no, you don't. A thousand other gyms do that. Yeah. Like how do you help people? What do you do? So it literally does come back to that, man. And that's, it's funny because you said what keeps you up at night, you know, trying to solve more problems. That's what I'm always thinking about. Like, how can I make my product better? How can I make it easier? Yeah, it's I just, mean, it's huge. That, that's where the value is though. Cause I mean like the, the entire point of a business is like you were solving somebody else's problem in exchange for money. Like if there, if there were no problems in the world, we would have no businesses um and i think the level of like what really separates people is like i think there there are really large markets i think like the gym market is a huge one where i think there are enough people that want your services that you can show up and be okay uh and take advantage of that market i think that's changing um like as it starts to consolidate i think covid is a big part of that where like you have to be better and that and like customers are getting a lot wiser so like for you to differentiate yourself and truly be world-class and not just another like run of the mill gym, you have to like really understand who you're trying to serve and solve their problem in a way that's going to be unique and special to them to where like they see Matt Manka, they see Zach and it's like, that's my person. Like I want, like I resonate with your message. I resonate with how you're solving it. Like I want you to solve my problem versus just walking into some like random gym saying like I need to lose 12 pounds. Yeah, that's it. Great raving, uh, raving fans as they say, mate. 100% man all, all you gotta do that is provide value yeah definitely man that's what it always comes down to but um Zachy I know you're huge on uh, behaviors and habits mate yep can you quickly run through that mate so uh, when change comes so a client yep. comes to you let's just turn this into fitness and nutrition which is a lot more good uh, general pop so mate someone comes in they want to change they want to lose 10 kilos where would you start with them I think the biggest thing I would start with them is why do you want to lose 10 kilos like, what does that mean to you? Um, and what is that, what's that, what is that going to allow you to do that you can't do right now? I think that the biggest mistake that I made when I was coaching people and the biggest thing I've made like coaching businesses, like 
if nobody has a strong why, you can give them all the tactics, all the strategies, all the systems in the world, but they're never going to be able to grasp and implement that. I think the first thing you have to do is really connect with your reason for change. Um, and the big thing there is it's going to happen from like your situation is either it, your situation now is more painful than what you are currently going through. So it forces you into change. Yeah. So I think understanding your why is the biggest thing. Cause like your why is going to feed your belief, your belief is going to feed your thoughts and your thoughts are going to feed your actions. Yeah. So really nailing down your belief systems first. Um, and secondly is looking at this and saying like, how can I make this easy? Uh, I think way too often in fitness and business, people try to make it way too complicated. Um, and they honestly like overcommit, which causes this like backlash of overwhelm. So rather than saying like, oh, I want to lose like 12 kilos, like say, like, how can I like just show up to the gym? And like, all you have to do is show up for like three days a week. Yeah. Um, and it, it may seem super innocuous. People are like, why, why would I go three days a week when I can go five days a week? Um, it's cause if you can do something like sustainable, you can prove to yourself that you can do it. Um, you'll have the integrity to keep going. I think integrity is like the biggest factor for me in behavior change. Um, because if you want to do something and you haven't had a good track record of that before, you've got that voice in the back of your head saying like, fuck, you can't do it. Yeah, um, and like, if you're like, if you like the bigger, like the commitments you've like escaped yourself with the louder that voice is. The best thing you can do is start with really small wins so you can build that integrity with yourself so you can slowly push for bigger and bigger stuff and you have that trust saying like, okay, like I did that last week. I showed up three times. Like I ate whole foods like one meal a week or like one, like one meal a day for a week. Like maybe I can push it a little bit more and like that's where change starts to happen. It's like this very cumulative iterative stack that eventually leads to the exponential growth. Definitely, man. I get uh, clients that come in and I... Because I'm doing three days a week now with my large group. Yep. They go, Matt, I want to lose 10 kilos. I want to do nutrition. I want to train three days a week. I'm like, what's your previous history? And they're like, all right, you know, diet. I've done a few diets. I've been training, you know, twice a week. And then I'll fall off the wagon. I'm like, all right, look, let's start with three days a week. The same yep. thing, man. And I go, once you show me you're consistent with training, then let's bring in nutrition. And that's where I went wrong in the past, man. Like, I'll throw the kitchen sink at them and everything. <laughs> And then it's just too overwhelming. Getting people to track calories, getting them to train. Yep. And it could come down to just daily movement, man. Like I can't tell you the amount of clients that started with 10,000 steps a day. Oh yeah. And they built the belief, they did it, the self-reliance and then mate, from there, three days a week, and it just compounds. Like Brian Panuta, our mate says, compound interest. Dude, compound interest is key. I mean, that's the, that's the key to exponential gains. I think like, you just touched on an interesting thing from like a change in coaching perspective. Uh, too many times I think people want to jump into like the advanced level class when like if you just picked the low hanging fruit, you would see a ton of progress. Yes. Like if everyone on here just like went and walked like 10,000 plus steps a day, like that alone would probably be enough to like get the scale or get your body comp in the right direction. And then it's kind of like playing like, like a hand, like hand of cards. Like you want to strategically play like the next card and the next card. You don't just want to like drop your hand all at once and say like, here it is. Cause you've got nowhere left to go after that. Yeah. It's true. It's true, man. Even with training, like I'm training an athlete at the moment and uh, he comes in and he goes, your training is very similar to what I'm doing in Melbourne with his team because they've, they've kind of stopped the under twenties comp, which is below the NRL. It's kind of NFL. Okay. Yep. So he's been here. We're doing the same workouts, but it's just simple stuff, man. Like three to four exercises, 
And um, people think they need to do 20,000 exercises a day. But just simple is better, man. Well, and those people, yeah. Sorry, oh, man. yeah. Like, I mean, the, the, the more simple you get, the better you can master it. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, you, you train people night and day. Like, if you can master the basic movements, then moving to the level up is easy. But if you can't, like, master the basics, then how are you supposed to perform the advanced stuff? Definitely, man. And, but the athletes get it. But it's trying to tell general population. General pop have been conditioned that they need more, 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 more. You know, they need seven days a week. They need yep. 24 exercises. <laughs> they need burpees every day. That's been the hardest part with training and running a gym, man. But, so, um, like, what have you done to break that? Because um, I think, like, one of the coolest things in seeing Move With Matt is, like, you've definitely instilled a really interesting culture. Uh, and you can tell the sign of a good leader in the sense that, like, your people listen to you um, without, like, a ton of explanation needed. I think too, too often you see people leading people and they're trying to like explain every detail, but like you've built that trust. So like, how did you build that trust to go back to the basics? Man, at the moment it was just like, all right, you guys need mobility. So I found a way to sprinkle in mobility and a bit of conditioning and strength. So you kind of giving them what they want, mm -hmm. the salt bikes, the sleds, but then it's just core foundation movement. So they're, they're pushing, they're pulling, they're hinging, they're squatting. And once they started to see progress, they started to believe it. Whereas before we were doing 20 exercises, there were different people coming every day. There was no set routines. Now they know they're coming in three days a week and they're progressing, man. So I think it's yeah. just building belief in people, man. The 100%. Yeah. And then it just, and then word of mouth, man, you know, I get new people that start and they're like, look, I've been here for, you know, Four weeks, I've been here for eight weeks. I started doing one chin up, now I can do four. And they, mm -hmm. they sell it for you, man. Well, th that belief in progress, I think, like, progress is one of the most, like, it's the most powerful drug in the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think that, like, that's what the, like, the neurotransmitter dopamine is tied to is really, like, forward progress. So, like, are you moving in the right direction? Like, are you making incremental progress towards your goal? Uh, and the more you can stack that, the more buy-in you have. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I just want to um, pick your brain a bit about productivity, mate. Because I know you're, you're big on chunking the day. Do you go thirty-minute segments? So I've actually started doing fifty-minute. Um, so I'll do a fifty-ten. So fifty minutes of work and ten minutes of that. Um, but I think like even backing out of like the time blocking and stuff, the best thing you can do to be productive is be effective. Yeah. Um, what separates the most successful people in the world? from those who are not successful. Like everyone's heard the adage, like we all have 24 hours in a day. Um, the most successful people in the world continually prioritize and execute against the most important thing. Yeah. And like wh whatever they're doing at that moment is the most important thing in the world um, to move them forward towards their goals. So I think like to do that, you need a couple things. One is a very clear understanding of where you want to go um, and very clear goals around that. Like we think we touched on the why of like why you want that. Because it's really hard to see like what your litmus test is. Like, should you do it? Should you not? Unless you know exactly where you want to go uh, and what it's going to take to get there. Yeah. I think once you have that locked in, um, your focus then needs to be like removing anything that's not that or moving you forward. Yeah. As well as like, and once you've done that, like, are you moving towards the most effective thing? So I think a really good like model or framework for people for this um, is like you kind of list out everything you need to do. And then next to each one, you need to rank the effort it's going to take and the impact it's going to provide you. And you can just rank them like low, medium, high. So like low effort would be 
for business context, like this is going to take like less than a day, day or two. Medium could be like two to three days uh, and hard could be like, you might not get it done this week. Uh, and then the impact is, okay, like how close is this going to be moving toward my goal? If it's a high impact, you'd be willing to like bet the farm on this activity. Uh, medium, it's moving you towards your weekly goals and like low, you're not really sure the probability. So you want to stack as many like medium and low effort, high impact things as possible. Yeah. Um, and then just keep like prioritizing with that. But I think like it's just taking that framework and moving it down to the hour level. So like now that we know where we want to go, now that we have a framework to decide what to do. Uh, I got this from Brendan Burchard, actually. You ask yourself like for the next hour, like what is my intent? Yeah. Uh, and just constantly reflecting back on that. Um, that's more powerful than any sort of like time blocking or batching you can do. Now we, we can go deep on like other productivity stuff, but like if you don't know where you want to go and you're not working on the most effective thing to move you towards your goals at that time, you're really missing the forest for the trees. What would you call your most effective, effective things that? Um, I just go, what's up? A bit of marketing. Um, I mean, you hear it called myths, most important tasks. Um, I just call them my P3. So every day I have three priority tasks that I need to get done. Yeah. Uh, I've got my, my, my one thing, um, very popular book by Gary Keller. I get it. But that's kind of the thing that like, if I only did that today, like would this like day be a success? Yes or no. And then the other two are kind of like supplementary tasks to that. Um, I'm kind of working on my like one big project. And then the other two are kind of like, okay, like now that I've done that, how can I move like little or medium sized rocks forward? Yeah. I love that, man. For example, it's... like I'm creating an ebook at the moment and mm -hmm. that's my one thing. And then it kind of, mate, and that book's really opened my eyes to, cause I was kind of thinking, what's my one thing? I'm like, all right, fitness, nutrition. I'm like, no, it's teaching. So for example, yep. podcasting, this is my thing, teaching, writing, that's teaching, going live on Facebook, teaching. But there's always that one main thing because it can pull you in all kinds of directions. So it's I love how you structured it like that um, and called it teaching. Yeah. So I think too many people you can kind of think of like your time as like units of energy or currency. We'll just call it energy. So like every day your battery's 100. Yes. Uh, and every day you start over like that. Too many people put like 20% here, 10% here, 5% here. And you're expending energy like little by little towards a lot of things. But if you kind of say, okay, like, what is my one thing? What do I want to get good at? And teaching gets 80 or 90% of your energy. You're going to be able to go really deep in that. You're going to be able to accumulate a lot of reps in that. And your progress is going to be significantly more impactful um, than just focusing on like 20 minutes, 20 minutes, like 20%, 20%, 20%, really diving deep into the most important thing and moving the ball forward on that. Versus trying to push a bunch of balls forward at the same time. Yeah, I love that, man. Get laser focused on it. Your zone of genius, mate. It, it's but the, the zone of genius is key. Um, it's funny you say that though, because I think like on the effectiveness side, a big part of that is like, are you the person that should be doing this? Yeah. I think way too often, like entrepreneurs and everyone alike think you have to do everything all by yourself. Yeah. Um, the best people in the world realize what they're really good at. And then what they're not good at yeah. and like they focus their time on what they're really good at and they build people around them, whether that's a team, whether that's outsourcing it, whether that's eliminating it completely on the things that they're not good at, that have to be done. Yeah, that's it. 
Um, mate, I was speaking to Paul Reddick once, and um, Paul Reddick coaches Jeff Cavalier, Joe DeFranco, and uh, one thing he was saying is Bruce Springsteen. He goes, he comes on, he's not setting up the music, he's not setting up the lights, he just comes in, performs, and goes. Yep. He goes, a lot of people get it mixed up where they're, they're cleaning, they're doing this, they're doing that. And then you kind of, like you said, you're doing 20%, 20%, 20%. Then when it comes to perform, you've got 20%. <laughs> so, you, you've, got, you've got nothing left. And like, there's, there's a big difference in like somebody being able to give you their all versus them just being tapped out and everything else. Um, and one of the best ways for like people to determine this, there's a guy named Naval Ravikant who I think founded Angel List and a couple other companies. Um, he said like, look at like how you value your time by hour and put an extremely high rate on that. Yeah. So he was like, when I he was like, when I was way younger, he was like, I valued my time at $5,000 an hour. Um, so he was like, there's things that like, I wouldn't do that my friends called me crazy. He was like, I didn't return Amazon boxes. He was like, if I got the wrong order, he was like, I just threw it in the corner. Cause he was like, my time is more valuable working on a company or working on software than going down to the post and exchanging that. Yeah. Um, which sounds like ludicrous to most people. But like, I think like that's the level of obsessiveness you have to have of like, these are the things that I'm really good at. These are the things that like are worth my rate. And for other stuff like that, figuring out a way around it or just not doing it. I think it's a great way to kind of get out of, get out of that box. Cause, and that's one thing I feel victim to, man. I was always stuck there and I was scared to outsource this, outsource that. And I wasn't moving anywhere, man. Cause I was doing too many things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the hardest bit kind of letting go getting another trainer, but mate, you can only do so much. The energy, that battery, mate, as yep. you said. I mean, you can only do so much and at the same time, like, like how much can you do and be effective at? I think a lot of people don't want to transition tasks over to other people that they're literally giving like 10% of their time to. Yeah. Uh, with the fear of like, oh, maybe this person will screw it up. Um, but like with that, like what's the worst thing that could happen if that person screws it up? like they learn from it and you're able to talk about it and you have to do it again. Very rarely are things like irreversible mistakes that people make where like, but they, the biggest mistake would be you just holding onto that task and just constantly having a time suck for you. And like you not being able to like focus on learning and focus on teaching um, when you're so focused on the other stuff that just doesn't need to get done by you. Yeah. hundred percent, man. So true. Um, Zachy, mate, where's, uh, where's the future look? So what's the future uh, like for you, mate? <laughs> Uh, the future for me is to continue to help grow and scale businesses right now. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, I'm focused on how can I coach more? How can I build more products that are going to help coaches grow and scale? Uh, and then the eventual future after that is putting together a SaaS company or software as a service. Uh, I think the true future for a lot of what I want to do is going to be digital in nature. Uh, and I think if you look at software, it's one of the easiest way to scale value and help people. So it's spending a lot of time in the clinical application of like, what's going on? Like right now I'm focused on coaches. Like what are the big points, pain points coaches have? Like, how are they addressing those? How are those needs not getting addressed? Uh, I feel like the best experience is that clinical hands-on experience being able to help people. Yeah. Uh, and then for me taking those learnings and seeing, okay, like where are the trends, where are the opportunities and how can I scale this to something bigger? Uh, I've always had the goal of being able to help hundreds of millions of people. Uh, and I think for me, it's just like, what skills do I need to be able to do that? Uh, I don't think I'm at that level quite yet, um, but constantly focus on what skills I need and then constantly keeping that bigger vision in mind of like, this is where I'm trying to go. Like this is the mountain I'm trying to climb. 
and how do I continue to build stuff and help people that's going to scale and grow. I love how self-aware you are, man. Thanks, man. Of where you need to go and what you need to do to get there. It's, I I think the the path there is all like, the path there is always going to be unclear uh, a little bit. Um, But I think for me, it's just constantly keeping that in mind. Um, Like I said, going back to like when I was 13, like I kind of believed that if I was going to die before doing something, it was going to be then. Um, And I've had a host of other things where like, I got really, really fortunate. And there are a lot of people that helped me through different stuff in my life. Um, So I've always tried to keep that in mind because I understand like, there are people who get taken off this earth without being able to like contribute their true gift. Yeah. Um, and I think like there would be no greater feeling of loss than for me to get to the gates um, and not have fulfilled like the potential I was supposed to. Yeah. I love that, bro. There we go. That's special. I didn't even know that about you, man. It's, uh, I don't know why I don't share that more. Um, it's kind of something that like I didn't think was super special uh, for a long time. And then like the older I got, uh, and the more I got to think about it, uh, the more I kind of realized what the impact of that was, um, as well as like being able to come out of that, like the way that I did, uh, the doctor was talking to my parents were like, we, he, like he's alive. But, like, we don't know if he's going to be like the same kid. Uh, before that I was like super bright, super quick. And like, after that, like my therapy was literally drawing dots on a piece of paper, wow. uh, and trying to get more dots one week than the other. Wow. So it is she starting from scratch again. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's, it, it taught me a lot. Uh, and it's something I always just try to keep in mind of like, am I moving towards that kind of North Star vision of being able to help more people? Yeah. Awesome, Zachy. I love that, mate. Now, Zachy, where can people find you, bro? So I am at Zach Mobius on Instagram. Uh, that's going to be the easiest. Or ZachMobius.com. You can check out the blog, uh, which will be up end of the week. And I think like those are going to be the two huge platforms, um, trying to grow the Instagram, trying to provide more value. And then from there, you'll get to see a lot of cool, like a lot of cool projects, a lot of cool processes and just stuff to really help coaches scale. Exciting, mate. Excited to see your growth too, man. Thanks, man.